Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in, um, today will be a live Instagram interview to kick off season 2 uh, with Molly Marie, um, Um, to discuss her book, um, the sign of melody, um, and okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, so we're going to discuss her book and um, her, past, her experience with past trauma. Um, obviously, like I said in the description, we will not be going into specifics out of respect and privacy. But we will discuss, talk about former in a general way. <clears throat> so thank you for those of you who have joined. Um, if you like what you see, then please don't make sure. Then please make sure to give us a follow. Um, and possibly share the life if possible. Um, accept. Um, so yeah. Um, we'll probably. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I clicked on it and then my phone took me to something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it when it does when it does that. Um it logged me into the wrong account the first time. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, it's like yeah. Um so we'll probably be live for just mm -hmm. under an hour. That's or fine. so. Um But yeah, so um again thank you for everyone for joining. Um, and do forgive me for any um, technical difficulties this is, this is the first time I've actually done a live on Instagram on this account so but yeah this is about Molly's book which... thank, thank you for having me on as well it means a lot and thank you for buying the book as well no you're you're most welcome I'm I'm all about supporting um, smaller authors. Um, as you know, I had um, the wonderful um, mm -hmm. Isabel yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd love to have you on. And obviously, I've read your book. Um, and 
Obviously, I know about the subject matter of it. Um, which, again, like I say, um, we won't go into specifics. No. We'll just, we'll just like, cover like how you have dealt with the trauma yeah. in and of itself. I can't really yeah. go into who, who done that or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because um, he was never actually convicted for it. Um, yeah, that's per that's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, and I just don't want to get myself in trouble on his expense. No, that's <laughs> no, that's understandable. Um, so let's so starting with the book. Um, mm -hmm. I have to say that obviously. I put I put in the description of how it made me feel. Obviously, someone with um, trauma. I've seen that. I never went through what you had to go through, mm. but I can sort of relate. That's why I think mm. it this the book really had an effect on me um, in the way it did. I try to write the book for anyone who's going through who's gone through any sort of trauma to realise that <clears throat> it gets a lot better it might not feel like it but it does um, um, so that's kind of yeah it's not just based on what trauma I went through yeah. um, I've kind of wrote it for anyone really um I'm sorry to hear that you've gone through something. Um, it's not fun having trauma at all. Um, it's so horrible to deal with. Um, it just means the absolute world to me that you've taken the time to read my book as well. Um, that means so much to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... <laughs> Um, just for those of you who don't know, um, I am dyslexic, but I do. But I do take my t the time to push through and read because I want to make sure that whatever content I read, I at least have some form of understanding of the, of the subject matter, um, and obviously. With it being in poetry form, mm. so again, this might be all over the place, but you know, my, with my brain, I'm like all over the place. Um, what was the initial process when when you first started? Um, so the initial process at the beginning is. Um... Sorry, give me two seconds. My cat's just opened the door and I don't want background noise. Okay, okay. Sorry, she likes to do that when I'm doing something. Right. <laughs> um, I don't... My process when writing, it's very odd. Um, I don't really plan anything because um, I've got dyslexia and dyspraxia myself. Um... I struggle to plan anything when writing, so I tend to um, <coughs> just, if I've got inspiration in that moment, I'll tend to do like a basic plot 
of whatever the poem is, outline it, and then go back and edit it two or three times. Um, with this one, um, it's kind of however I just felt at that moment. Um, if I had inspiration from something, I would just sit down and write. Um, I was using a poetry app as, as well for the poems in it. And they would give me certain words as you could write a poem around this. And um, so quite a few of the poems in there have also come from that. My, my process is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I mean, when I was obviously reading it, and obviously, you know, I mean, every single po every single poem um, spoke out to me, um, and obviously, you know, it, it may have been because I went through a similar thing, and maybe that's why it resonated with me, um, and I hope it resonates with other people who read it. And maybe give gives them some hope I along hope, the way. Um, I really to, do. Yeah, to push to push through and, and let them know that at the end of the day that they're not alone. That's yeah, that's the goal of um, my book. Um, I just wanted that there's always somebody around you that is willing to reach a hand out to help as well and to never give up um and there is always hope even though it may not feel like it there always is and there is always a light at the end of that tunnel exactly it's like you know i mean i can i can speak to some of my past trauma in a general way obviously you know to give people some perspective um i was um physically and mentally abused mm. as a kid up until i was about 12 um and obviously that that formulated who i am who i was of the any trauma, regardless of the how do I say severity, mm. it strips away your childhood innocence. Yeah, anything to do with yourself at that point. Literally, yeah. Um, yeah. When. Um, I was unfortunately sexually assaulted. I hadn't even been 16 a whole month. I'd literally just turned 16 two weeks. Um, and it just it <coughs> stripped my whole self-identity for one. Um, it is absolutely awful. Um, that there's not any kind of words to describe what it's like when um, who you are just gets taken away and yeah um, unfortunately the time for me when I was 16 the 
police at the time were not very happy with that. Um, as because I was 16, um, that just, I, yeah, it wasn't great, the response, basically. Um, and I think there needs to be a lot more done for people that have gone through what you've gone through, um, what I've gone through <coughs> as well. Yeah, it's like, uh, not that, not to... Not that this is, but not to um, obviously crap on um, the services because there are people out there who are actually trying to do their best. Mm. But unfortunately, our system is, one for a better word, kind of outdated. It's very outdated. It's um, and that's just, and that's me being polite. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, a lot more needs to be done, especially, um, I know that women, I know that men can be sexually, sexually assaulted as well, so I'm not just, so, you know, I want to make that clear, but the majority is women and it, young girls, it is. so more needs to, yeah, more needs to be done. Um, a lot more needs to be done. Um, when... I had this happen to me. I had a police officer stand in my house um, and tell me that I had asked for it. Um, yeah. He, um, he got moved out of the county I'm in um, because my mum kicked up such fuss. as like, you can't say that to somebody that's just gone through that. Um, it's absolutely despicable some of the way police anyone in authority it's absolutely despicable and I can't imagine what it's like for anyone who's male to try and get that help because from a perspective of myself it's absolutely awful but I can imagine probably for a male person it can be so much more difficult because they just won't believe you. Um. It, exactly, exactly, that's the thing. And, you know what I mean? And also, as well, it's the stigma as well that's associated with, like, there's that stigma uh, that's associated with men, like, oh, stiff up a lip. Don't talk about it. I don't you know, agree. Just, um. I don't either, but that's, a, like, the general term that people seem to use, oh, you're a man, so... You need to basically yeah. shut up. Yeah. But I mean, completely sidetracked, but this kind of irked me when I saw it. Do you remember that Gillette advert? Where they tried doing something? Sorry? There was this Gillette advert where mm -hmm. Gillette, the razor company, tried to do something revolving around men, saying that men aren't, like, a certain way. Like, something to do with, like, male, male power or something. Wow. Um, so not, not, all, not all men are like that. I think it was surrounding, like, me too. And it was like... That's... Yeah, that's not an appropriate response. No. And it's like... And I can sort of 
understand what you're trying to go for, but it was just totally off, off base. And yeah. he was like, well, of course not every not every man is like that, but you just don't know who it is. That was literally what I was just about to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was in college, actually, um, when they came out with the Me Too mo movement. <coughs> um, fortunately, it had the effect of, on me of triggering me really badly, which I don't think it was meant to do, but it... It brought up everything I didn't want to remember, basically. But I remember seeing quite a few people comment um, what that advert was saying. And I was like, but we're not all men. We just don't know who it is. Um, oh, yeah. <coughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, um, don't worry guys, we'll get back to speaking about the book, it's just, you know, we're having a conversation, um, but speaking of triggers, I mean, I still, to this, I know, I don't know about you, obviously, maybe you still do, I don't know, it depends on, but for me, I, there are certain triggers that still get me, um, But, I mean, it's a bit, I mean, I haven't, I'll be totally transparent. I haven't fully dealt with what happened to me. And I don't think you have either. Maybe you have, I don't know. I, and, I'm still, and I'm still processing it. I am as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm currently still going through counselling to do with it um there's not i could complain about counseling services as well um because unless you pay for it you have to sit through like three six week ones which doesn't help anybody um especially with trauma i think counseling needs to be a lot longer than six weeks from where i am um sorry what is my cat mina what are you doing I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> um, I've completely lost where I am. I ha I'm paying for my own counselling right now, which is a struggle sometimes um, because I'm a carer of my mum and they don't earn enough. That's a whole other argument. Yeah. <laughs> um, and unless, if I wasn't paying for that counselling, I would only have like six weeks counselling to help process trauma and I'd have to try and fit all of my trauma into six weeks which I don't agree with because I think it needs to be longer for people um currently trying to process it um a therapy is very expensive it is <clears throat> I'm still currently trying to process mine I don't remember a lot of my trauma because I've literally made myself forget it because I can't get myself to remember it. Um, yeah. It's not easy going through it, even though I'm 24 now and it was when I was 16. It's still as difficult as when it happened. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, it's like when I... 
hours about hours about seven and then up until twelve. So that's probably the most formative years. Um and like you, I probably blocked it out. Mm. Probably partly due to a survival instinct. Because because it's almost as if like you block it out so you don't have to think about it mm. but in the long run you're inadvertently doing more damage because you haven't actually processed it. Yeah. Um No, that is completely it. Um I wouldn't say force yourself to talk about it if you do, because that actually um does a lot more harm. Yeah. Like, um, when I'm going to talk about it, it's whatever keeps ruminating round and round in my brain. Um, because, unfortunately, with my trauma, it's given me PTSD now. Um, which is not fun at all. It gives its flashbacks and everything. It's absolutely horrible. Um, so... I only talk about it when I literally can to my counsellor because if I try to force it out of myself that does so much harm. No, that's absolutely understandable, you know, it's, um and for anyone who is going through that, whether you are if you are listening to this, um or and you know anyone, um just be there for them. Don't press them. If they need to offload just let them offload. Yeah. Um, and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's always best to just be there for somebody that's got this, uh, any sort of trauma, to just listen to them and to understand some days that they literally can't do anything because it's so um, suffocating is a bit and sometimes they just need someone to sit there and say nothing exactly um with the with the order of the poems yeah um was that so did you have a specific order you wanted them wanted them to be in or did it just happen like that naturally uh, it just kind of happened like that. Um, a few of them have been reordered, but that's because um, I started editing some. I didn't like another one there, so I kind of moved them about. But there's no really set um, order to them. Um, a few of them, I think, are like that. They go from one to the other. They're kind of connected i haven't actually read this in a while <laughs> so, um so i think like the most it would be that it'd be one or two that are meant to be in order but you most part a lot of them are meant to be so i could you could start from the middle of the book and then go to the end end to the beginning and it wouldn't really make a difference oh so. uh, that's that's good because um, cause I, because sometimes I, because sometimes when I'm reading a book and I, I miss the page, 
I sometimes go back, but knowing that I can like read anyone from any order, that's good because that means I can really focus in on um, a certain poem, and re- you know. Um, but it's like the way it's written as well. It's it's very very straight to the point. It yeah exactly tells it explains. All you need to know in the short bursts. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for me, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, it suits better because then I can really sink in and take in. Yeah, um, I try to not follow kind. I know in poetry you've got all sorts of rules you have to follow. Yeah. I don't follow them at all. <laughs> I just tend to go, right, I'm writing a bit of poetry. If I want to make it rhyming, I will. I can't really do rhyming, can't really stand it because it annoys me. Um, I just tend to write it and make it as hard-hitting and truthful as I can. Um, I try not to dance around with it because um, I've read a few poem books myself and I've read other books like novels where they dance around on the subject and I'm just like no that I, I don't want people reading between the lines of this um it just needs to be straight facts and it needs to tell you what it's like um probably in very descriptive ways but yeah 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 um I want to point out, point out a comment from um Ariel London, MA, um, who uh, I think you I think you should um, check out. She's um, uh, an author and uh, she's just an amazing person herself. Uh, she said, "Thank you for this interview. I'm so happy I was able to catch some live. I have to go do some work, but we'll, I will watch the rest of the interview later." Uh, and she said, "With a heart, and speak to you soon." Well, thank you, Ariel, for joining. Um, yeah, certainly you can watch this later. You know, I'll pin it to the profile. Um, but yeah, it's like um, it's like going back to obviously poems. Supposedly you've got like there's like a million, a million and one ways of doing it. Um, to be honest. It, uh, to be honest, I just want to read it. I don't want to like know all the ins and outs of it. I just want to like if I, if some, if a book read, like sings to me, like yours did, um, Isabel did, and it come and it's almost as if the way that you've written it, the words just come off the page as you read it. I'm glad uh, yeah I'm glad for that. Uh, um, <laughs> like I don't read I don't with certain poetry I sometimes have to read it more than once I yeah I have the exact same thing because of my dyslexia tends to yeah. Thing. Um, yeah. I tried not with this um, I tried to not make it difficult. I tried to make it so when you read it once, you could go, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, that can sink in, kind of, I guess. Um, 
but also I guess if you I don't know I, I really need to read it <laughs> I, I don't I have an issue I don't tend to read my work over and over I just go right I meditate it a couple of times and that's it um but um I also try to write it so when you read it twice you see other little details you probably didn't see before as well yeah um that's more so in my novel than uh my poetry book um which I haven't released yet, but it's getting there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, well, just knows that I'll be short to uh, purchase your next one. Thank um, you. Um, because you know, I'm worried about because um, you know, I'm worried about. And obviously, what a lot, what a lot of people may not know. I mean, I'm sure your followers know, but you. Are independent, so you self-publish. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, that's even so. That's even more reason to support people like yourself because you're not doing it through any publications. You're doing it yourself. So yeah. So if you're so, if anyone who watches this later fancies uh, purchasing buying themselves a book. Why not purchase the, the sign of melody and mm. uh, yeah, just have some little words of wisdom? Um, it would mean so much if people yeah. bought my. I haven't written it to. Well, obviously, I've written it to make money off it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, that's not the main goal of it. No, no, exactly. Certainly, your main goal is to help try and help others in a yeah. similar path. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Um, the book I'm writing at the minute actually goes hand in hand with one. Um, that's more of a fictionalized one, which has taken me an absolute while to make. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it should go hand in hand with this book as well. Um. But yeah, the hopefully more people read it. Um, I recently did a giveaway on it. I might do another one on this book again. So um, yeah, it just means the absolute world to me to know that people are actually reading my work um, because I don't expect anyone to read my work um, at all. Um, so the fact you've read it and possibly other people means literally everything to me um yeah um i'll probably release another poetry book at some point i don't know when <laughs> um i've got too many ideas i've got about five different books i need to write right now <laughs> so, um yeah a lot of the poetry in here, I've tried to keep some of it like very generic as well. Um, so anyone through any sort of trauma or how they're feeling can read it and be like, I can relate to that. And it's not just uh, based upon my own trauma as well. 
yeah, that's what I, that's what I noticed. Um, <clears throat> got really into it as well. Going from obviously, let me obviously going through obviously reading each one. It sort of takes you through little periods of what you may have been that what you could be going through as the reader and so and you know it's like and obviously like I say if you read it again you'll find some some other meanings to it but mm. yeah I could sense that the way it was written and I also like the fact that in in some of the poems you repeat a, sen- a sentence yeah um, I so, did yeah. It's almost it's almost as if you're it's almost as if someone's shouted at you and repeated it. Yeah. Um, like a like a cry for help sort of thing. Yeah. Um exactly why I did that. Um it's also to uh drive some bit home as well. Um because um I with myself and how my trauma is it can say things over and over and over and over the exact same words um i don't know you're not good enough and it just keeps going over and over and over um and i've tried to reflect that in some of the poems as well that um it that trauma repeats itself basically um Sorry, my brain keeps freezing. It's alright. Um, I can't remember one I've repeated it in, but I know there's one. I think it's a sign of melody, where I've just I think it repeats over the line, literally the sign of melody. Um, that's not so much based on trauma repeating that to you. That's just so. Um, it was more. To me, that's a more feel-good poem, and that was to show yourself to keep repeating feel-good things to yourself, basically. Yeah, I get you. Um, it's like... It's not in the same vein. I don't know if... if um, this is something that you avoid, but certainly mm-hmm. in my experience, there. Um, if I, let's say, if I watch the film, and in, um, it has a certain scene in it that brings back trauma, I don't watch it. Like, is there ever is there ever a thing ever a film or a show that you're you want to watch but it has a particular scene in it and it's like, nope. Um, I can't watch any shows that involve um sexual assault, abuse or anything just because that literally triggers me and quite frankly I just don't want to see it on the screen yeah um, I don't know how actors do that I'm an actor myself and I couldn't do a scene like that at all um, because it'd be too triggering for me for one and um I, I don't know I just don't know how they do it I mean I know it's their job yeah but yeah <clears throat> Um, so I try to avoid 
shows like that a show that i've tried i don't think i could watch is american horror story um i've seen like the first season of it but that was even that was difficult for me and i was just like i can't watch this um i want to see the rest of it but i don't think i could um it's now led to me that I just don't really watch TV shows or anything um, unless I know that it's going to be fine I just don't tend to yeah I, yeah I couldn't agree more um, I mean I have I mean I have made that mistake before of watching a program and yeah it Nah, and I regret it. Um, so I'm the same. Sorry, <laughs> it's like so. It's like yeah, I'm the same. Like if I watch some, something, mm. it's normally something that I've watched before that I know I'm gonna be fun with. Yeah, but something like I don't know something that like um, the Jeff Jeffrey Dahmer. I can't. I won't be. That. I won't be watching that. Um, because he just like no, sorry. Um, it's like yeah, it's like, but I mean, yeah. So anyway, uh, enough of so yeah. No, sorry, it's fine. <laughs> um. So obviously, like you say, you're currently working on some other projects. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm working on um, two books at the minute. I'm working on um, a fantasy one. Um, I'll talk about that first because it's really short. I haven't actually even done the first chapter yet. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's called Cursed. Um, can't really talk about the plot of that yet because I haven't really sorted that out quite yet. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, the one I'm working on that goes with uh, this book is called Residue Resounding. Um, so that is based on myself. Uh, I'm the main character in this book. It's about my journey going to the USA, um, hopefully becoming a private detective and helping other people. Um, how trauma affects a person how getting a community together helps somebody um and just how sometimes to get better you have to start over again um so there's a lot of different themes in that um i don't have the actual blurb with me i have got that down <coughs> but, um I'm hoping that'll be a series of books eventually as well. That actually has um, Izzy in it. <laughs> so, um, can't wait. Um, I'm currently in the process of writing that. I've done about 54 pages on that. That's um, a lot more difficult to write than my poetry book because obviously it's about my trauma and I've put sort of flashbacks in it about the emotions I felt and this sort of thing so it's a lot more in depth um I wouldn't suggest anyone reading it but it'll get very 
easily triggered because it's not very nice in some parts of it but that's the reality of having ptsd and trauma unfortunately exactly um it's like you know when you say um it's like the way i phrase it um because um my friend because i've had conversations with people and Mm. who have maybe perhaps been through a similar thing to me or whatever um and they obviously struggle um to me when you go through something like that is to me it's this may sound a bit drastic but it's be like someone died no it is and it's almost and it's almost like a rebirthing process Funny enough, you've actually said that. One line I've actually just edited into the book is, um, what was it? Um, what was it? Um, this is a bit like death row. No, wait, it's not anything like death row because I'm restarting my whole life and it's a new beginning. Um you're literally grieving for your past self as well. And you're trying to find out who you are while trying to restart with this horrible trauma on you. It is literally a rebirth of you. Um, which is also what that other book is mainly about as well. Um, it's not a nice process at all and somebody that hasn't had uh, trauma I find have struggled to understand that but um, you've literally had to change your entire person because that's the only way you're going to get through it because you can't hold on to that old you anymore exactly um, yeah, I, yeah I totally agree because um, and I've had those t- kind of people who, you know, they've gone through trauma and, you know what, that is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful, right? But they don't really understand that it is literally like someone has come up to you, ripped off your skin. Yeah, and it's and put, put you in a cage and locked you away. Literally, yeah. Um, it is literally like that. Um, it's absolutely awful. Um, um, I knew when I was 16 and went through it that I couldn't stay that person I was. Um, I wasn't going to get any sort of justice sense of the word at all. Did not. Um, which is also why I've started writing all of this because that's my way of not keeping myself silent because that's another thing I refuse to do is be silent. But, um, I've had, um, I've had known people in the past that just do not understand what it's like to go through something like that. Um, and having to literally rethink who you are and everything you want to do because now you can't do certain <coughs> things because of it. Um, 
which is also kind of shown throughout my writing because I've been writing Residue Resounding and my poetry book since it happened to me and they've gone through about 11 changes <laughs> all of them um but I feel I'm getting to a point now in my life where hopefully it's shown in my work that I'm not going to keep doing that to myself and keep having to change and <coughs> be a different person now um which hopefully um uh, shows when i'm doing all my work and my books and everything (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's very difficult for people to understand that haven't had some sort of trauma that you literally have to change yourself because you can't stay that person anymore. Um, otherwise, um, that won't have very good effects for yourself, unfortunately. Exactly. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, I mean, it's survival at the, at the end of the day. Like, you have to, unfortunately, when something like, abuse happen regardless of, regardless of severity in order to live you have to yeah change and sometimes that change may involve big like birthing in new new identity yeah um sort of a rebuild yourself sort of thing and it's not an easy journey. It is. It's um. It's an absolutely horrible journey to go through. It's yes. Absolutely horrible. <clears throat> um, unfortunately, it does make you stronger. Not why you want to become a stronger person because of it. Um, it makes you a lot stronger. Um, It's just not a nice journey. Um, And unfortunately, um, I had a counsellor in the past saying, one day this trauma will be behind you. And I was like, this trauma is never going to be behind me because it's always a part of me. And that journey is never going to stop me trying to heal from it. Um, Yeah, I wasn't very happy with those accounts. Yeah, because... There's one part that I really liked that you said that was in, in obviously your book. You said um, something about um, you need to forgive. And you said, like, I'll never forgive because you said saying, okay, sort of thing. If you forgive them, it's like taking away. Mm. And it's like, and you said, and it's like, no. I don't know how many people, um, I had the same counsellor say to me, you need to forgive them. And I was like, I'm not forgiving them. Why would I forgive them for that? They literally ruined nearly my whole entire life. Why would I forgive them for that? Um, I've seen so many talks as well where people say, you need to forgive the people that have given you trauma. No, I I don't personally think you should. Because to me, that's just kind of saying, 
yeah, I'm fine with it. Which you shouldn't be. Um, I mean, it's different for everyone, of course. Yeah. If you want to forgive someone and that's what helps you in your healing journey, then that is completely um, up to you. Um, and if that helps you, then I say do it. But it does not help me to sit down and say, oh, I forgive this person. I, I try to do that and I can't. It yeah, I, yeah, I had someone, um, someone similar say that to me. Um, it wasn't a counsellor. Um, I was a member in this group wanting support. Um, and this person who did daily did, did lives um, said that in order for you to move on, you have to forgive. And I, and I point blank said to this person, like, um, no. No. I'm not, I'm not going to forgive. No. So, you, so basically what you want is, you want me to forgive. So basically, if, I, basically if I'm a dog, you want me to roll over and say, I forgive you. And I'll just move on. Yeah, no, literally. you you never forget. No, um, no. I mean, I, I, I don't. If I was a counsellor, I wouldn't say to someone, "You need to forgive them." That is, or just anyone in general. Just don't exactly. say, "Who's got trauma?" Um, you should forgive them because. To me, that is saying to somebody that, yeah, it's fine what's happened to you. Just move move on. You can't move on because you're still dealing with the effects of it. Exactly. Um, and that was what my poem was about. Um, I said to him, I've had about six different counsellors. Um, thankfully, I've got the counsellor now that helps me a lot, um, which is great. <laughs> Um, and I said to another counsellor, please don't tell me to forgive them because I can't. I really can't do that. And they're like, why would I say that when you're clearly so angry over it? And I'm like, well, thank goodness for that because I don't want to have to keep putting on with people saying that to me. Um, when I was in high school, the whole I went to a Catholic high school and their whole thing was you need to forgive people. Um, and when I was younger, before I went through this, I was like, yeah, it'd be easy. Anyone does anything against me, I'll just forgive them. Um, and then I went through this um, when I was 16. I used to be quite religious, believe it or not. I'm very atheist now. Um, and I thought, why are they telling me to forgive why is my own religion telling me to forgive someone that's done this to me? I know. Um, started questioning God at that point, and I was just like, no. Um, I, I don't really understand the topic, well, not topic, um, whole thing of forgiveness. Maybe one day I will. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Um, yeah, it's. I, I don't think anyone should say to somebody who's gone through something traumatic, no matter what it is, you should forgive them. Because that's really condescending as well to me. 
exactly it's like um um hi Mike hi Michael hope you're doing well um yeah I'm not too bad thanks um it's like it's like a sap in your face it's like mm. me not like this is me what I what's what happened to me I use that that file for one for a better word to fuel my creativity, my yeah. willingness to try and help others. You yeah. know, it helped fuel my creativity so that it, mm-hmm. so that one, I'm being creative. Two, I'm keeping myself busy, but also it's cathartic because it's letting me release whatever it is that's going up in here <laughs> in a healthy environment. Literally, yeah. Um, it was very cathartic for me writing um, my poem book. Um, it's a little bit more difficult writing the novel, unfortunately. Obviously, it's going into so much more depth. Um, but it's, it's, it's fueled my creativity um, and it's made it's made me want to go on to help other people like me so I don't feel no, so they don't feel that they are left out and cannot get help or I'm not believed or something um, which is why I'll be actually moving to the USA to hopefully be a private detective so I can help other people like me um so it's i'm using that anger i've got because i'm very angry still over it i don't think i'll ever stop yeah yeah i don't blame you yeah i don't blame you one bit um i'm using it to put it into something else because if i just let it sit there which i have done um many years it just consumes you and it doesn't give you a good reaction to anything. Um, I lashed out at the wrong people because I was so angry and so upset. Um, which I fully apologise for now and I don't stop apologising for. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it's about turning it into something else. And like you, I use it for creativity and stuff like yeah. that. Because I mean, I mean, when I went when I went to college, um, mm. I was I went to college when I was sixteen, seventeen. Um, for transparency, you know, haven't dealt with it. Still haven't, you know. I'm doing that in my own way, you know. Um, I had anger issues, obviously, because I was angry, um, and I lashed out, you know. I went to counselling at college um, to help. Um, It helped, um, but I think I just automatically, I just went into creativity mode, mode. I think I just blocked everything out. I just needed something to do to keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. Um, several years passed. I 
were struggling with um, suicidal ideation. I reached out help with a therapist. Um, the therapist turned around and said to me, um, I can't help you. Even though I said to her that I'm suicidal and I need help. Anyway, long story short, I basically left that person. Um, yeah. And ever since I've been sort of, I've sort of become my own counsellor. And I don't want to, and I want to say this now, because I don't want to get sued. Don't do what I do. Please reach out to a counsellor if you can. If it's accessible, yeah. Well, I the reason I the reason why I do it my way is because I've got other things to keep me occupied. I've got other tools like yeah. CBT, so um, yeah. I may eventually go to, uh, take up counselling again, which I might start looking into um, just to um, click in with someone else other than friends, um, but. But go from that is like in order when I wake up in the morning, right? It's like I'm a night owl, like my sleep has been atrocious. But when I wake up, it's like I have to have a certain routine. Mm -hmm. If I I, and it's like wake up, obviously, do what you need to do. I med- do meditation in the morning to clear my mind. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but it's like with anything in life. Um, yeah. And I have a specific routine. And because of what I went through, now I don't know if... Now this is just probably just fine. But whenever I've heard people say to me, oh, would you ever have kids or whatever? To me, uh, I I love kids. I'm mm. very I'm very 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 paternal, but that's something that I'm that in my journey I'm not quite there yet because of mm. what I went through. Yep. Um, um, so that's that's my journey, and obviously you know, obviously I don't know if you've ever. Thought about that yourself, obviously, you know, because obviously your experiences shape you, and you don't want that to ever happen to anyone else, especially your own kind. So mm. that's um, what I struggle with. No, I completely get that. Um, kind of, luckily for me, I've never wanted children since I was like. <laughs> Um, so it's never factored into me, but I definitely, since going through this, I've now just gone, I can't bring a child into this world. If I want kids, I'm going to adopt so I can at least get another old home. But um, I don't want children. I don't want to bring them into this world. Um, as lovely as this world can be, there is a lot of people I just do not trust. Um, exactly, yeah. And so interrupt and you know, just so that everyone's so clear, um obviously, you know, if we don't want kids that's our choice, that's not all saying that we will never that we couldn't be wonderful parents. I'm sure we could be. But 
it's not something that for me I'm gonna be truthful. I'd I I, it wouldn't be fair on the kid on the child because I wouldn't be able to be there fully there for them because I because I could barely look after myself. Yeah, I've got that. <laughs> so yeah. it wouldn't be fair on me or any other person, regardless of whether they regardless of whether they could have kids or not. We we have a reason for not wanting kids. Now you could have a reason and say I don't want kids because. That's not my life, and that's totally fine. So I just want to make that clear for anyone who listens. But yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, um, I've just always been steadfast. I don't want children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why? Just well, I didn't like the world when I was younger. Either. Um, it didn't really help me going through this. Um. I just, and I've got so many things I want to do that I'm just like, I generally just don't want to have to look after another human being. Sometimes I can't even look after myself, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm like, like, I'm getting, I, I think I'm getting, uh, I think I'm getting worse because I don't even know what day is, let alone. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Let alone what time it is, because I'm just, I'm so I'm so fixated on what I'm doing. I think I block everything out. Like one, I, I can like it'll be seven o'clock in the morning, and by the time I'm lifting my lifting my head up from what I'm doing, it's like seven o'clock at night. I'm like, okay. Um, that is literally um, what I I do. I had to make um, a conscious effort today because I was writing and I was like, okay, right. Keep an eye on the time because otherwise I'm going to go straight over it and miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, that funnily enough, I was doing the same thing because I have to like put reminders on certain things in my in my view. Um, yeah. But I think we've ticked over an hour, so I think I will I will let you go and. It's, carry on with your work or whatever it is that you're doing. <laughs> um, uh, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Um, more than happy to talk about anything else in future. It um, doesn't have to be about my book. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd happily have you back on again in the future. Um, more than happy to. I'd absolutely love to. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of different things. I, I love true crime, that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I have that. Um, I have. Um, I like true crime as well. Um, yeah, don't get me started on true crime. Yeah. Like, Literally talk for hours about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, to everyone who joined, thank you for joining us. Um, sorry I couldn't read all, your, all of your comments, but uh, thank you for joining. And if you watch this um, on, on the replay, obviously, um, don't forget to um, give it a like, uh, possibly share if you can. Um, 
And yeah, um, once again, thank you for coming. Um, enjoy the rest of your um, evening. Um, thank you. And uh, yeah, um, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.